It's the morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dice, the man of single black church. It is Denise Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out what February 27th, 2023 is made of. Did it seem to you like the music just like ended way more abrupt than normal? <clears throat> no, I just, I, that I don't think so. I think that was just my pause before okay. I started. My wind okay. up. I don't know right. if you were, I don't know if you were no. watching. No, I, usually I, was, we're like I was watching. You're like, so I did a full wind up to get us going on this Monday. You were cause... like doing this whole dance routine in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you were. That is true. No, before, before you're like we. You're rolling your shoulders. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I was getting. Yeah. Does nobody else do this? What is going to happen on the show that you needed to do an entire workout routine before the show started? That's my question. No, I'm just trying to get the, get the blood flowing. Uh, I missed my workout this morning, overslept. Oh. And so Ooh, I'm trying to like. That's not like you. No, it's not. It's annoying. What happened? Super what happened? Annoyed. Was it the storms just, last night? They were crazy. I think it was. I think mm -hmm. it was the storms actually. Um, so yeah, headed into, uh, headed into this. Uh, well, I saw the party notes uh, in the live chat when we started our podcast today. There was like, it's time to party. So I turned on my lights that are now cycling a little bit too quickly through the spectrum of mm -hmm. uh, the color spectrum. I see behind you. And yeah. so I'm a bit distracted. I'm going to change it here in a second, but <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine for now. Yeah, you don't need added distractions. You know, you don't need added. Thank you, Nick. Uh, this, is, this is just out of the shower, barely... Uh, hair dried hair we'll see what it does throughout the show podcast listener but... nick's comment said love aaron's proto cap pike hair one more inch of show hair and he'll be ready to command a starship thank you yeah aaron's hair I... is growing strong i'm growing not long, sure long i'm strong. not sure how far my stylist wants to let it go but i'm game so like if she's like this is gonna be one of those things where it you know just grows all the way to where it's you know back here okay it's down it's about down to bridge of my nose now if i pull it forward so no -uh. yeah it's been a long time since since -uh. i've had hair over my eyes mm -hmm. yeah wow. I, I know you don't trust me and you want me to show you but if i move any of this hair it's yes. over it's just over you mean so. as far as visually it'll be the most mm -hmm. distracting thing the rest yes. of the show yes yeah, maybe you're getting your hair to return to Captain Pod. That's what Link says. I think that that's oh. probably accurate. Yeah. Okay. Coming up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any pro tips for thick and healthy, uh, long, beautiful head of hair? I used to say I think it's mostly genetic, right? Like, isn't that kind of the under the scientific understanding is that your hair is mostly going to be, uh, I think, genetically from your mom's dad, uh, is how I understand it. Um, Listen. And so science it's mostly is just genetic. weird anyway. No. So it's mostly genetic. However, I do uh, tell people that the secret is I never put product in it. I have never, in, and when I say never, that's not literally true, but it is not a daily thing for me to put product in my hair. Um, and when I was growing up, people were like, you have amazing hair. I'm like, yeah, I just, I've never put anything in it. So. This way. No, but I you think can, that helps you can it. Think like, my genetic. Also, I only wash it like every two to three days, which I think is probably about right for hair. Let your hair kind of have its own healthy take care of itself kind of stuff so um let it so, live yeah. on its own just let it yeah. do its own thing yeah totally congratulations so. on the great hair aaron well done i'm i'm thankful my boys are mad my boys uh have one of them thinks he started to to his his hairline has started to recede he believes i do i do not think so uh but he he says why couldn't we have gotten our hair from you why did we have to get it from grandpa ed and i was like i don't know that's just the way it works just the way it works well i was reading an interesting article recently that said something about gray hairs being able to be reversed 
I don't know that I do that. I like the grays. I don't know. It was something something to do with that gray hair also has to do with stress as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's long been a, a wife's tale. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I've started to go gray the more stress I've had being a parent. So maybe that's mm-hmm. true. Or maybe it coincides with parenting. Maybe coincides with age. I don't know. But it was this interesting, like, you know, maybe by the time that you're in your 50s, you'll be able to reverse your hair color and go back to, like, your regular hair color with medication. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I like, I, here's what I'll tell you. If it's just a scientific way to reverse your hair color, no need. I, I, I dig the, the grays. If it's a scientific method to reverse aging and to de-age, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, have joints that feel like they felt uh, 30 years ago. Uh, so, so yeah, I will, I will absolutely go with the de-aging tech, um, but, uh, but not the de-graying. I like the gray. The gray's good. So I'm thinking about shaving and thinking about getting rid of this for good. It was part of a weight loss thing for a long time. And then I stopped losing weight. So. So now it's just a part of like the, the beard. Yeah. It's just become a part of part of my life. I'm still trying to, I still work out six days a week, but apparently that's just not enough when you're my age. So I was trying to find that article quickly, but I don't think I can find it. It was one of those where I believe it's because they're researching on tiny little Mises right now. And so it's like, here's some really interesting early mm. data on this research project. Cause I like to like read science stuff. I don't like reading about, I don't like reading about how they do it on the Mises, but you don't know until you start reading what that, what it's all about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There's a, there's a billionaire who is spending almost all of his money to de-age himself to de-age himself have you heard yeah. about this uh-huh. yeah that's re- it's i find that stuff really really interesting i think it's genuinely possible science um within the next you know three to four decades that people will be able to stop the aging process so i'm just Thank if i can you, hold on long enough if i can hold on on long enough how was your we'll weekend did you have fun uh, <sighs> i know you're a daddy dog right now of a very you were a daddy dog to a very wild critter yeah, I uh, he's gone. Samson is gone. Samson was here this weekend, uh, one of the the dogs we watched through Rover, and um, it will play into my topic today. So I guess I'll hold it until then. But uh, but yeah, so that was that was the domination of my weekend was just Samson, this uh, half put pit bull, half uh, black lab uh, or lab retriever, I think. Uh, just wanting to be a lap puppy uh, and just muscular dog, like a dog that doesn't realize he's so beefy muscular. And he was pushing me around. And I'm like, I don't know how your owners handle it. Like, I'm a big dude. Like, I had a pit bull uh, in puppy phase and I was in martial arts at the time. So I would come home and I would practice my martial arts with my dog by like, so we would wrestle and I would just learn the different places to push him away using his body against him because right. of my size, I can't wrestle a dog, but I can like push on different parts of his like, so we would just wrestle all the time. And it was good because then he, I would wear him out and I would get worn out as well. And then he learned that I was essentially like alpha because I could out maneuver mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So then I was able to, you know, train him a little bit easier but yeah they're so so strong <laughs> so strong and you're and, just a big toy to them that's and, all in in so invasive like no i no concept of personal boundaries 
right? Like yeah. just no concept whatsoever. And I think the trick I learned by yesterday was uh, to go like max level ignoring. And basically he would just get right up in my face and I just pretend like he wasn't there. And uh, eventually he would go lay away. down. Yeah, he'd yeah. go away and lay down. And I'd just be like. He was one of those dogs. Uh, you showed me a picture of him and he he's one of those dogs that when he smiles, it's like the entire face is just dumb. Because <laughs> yes. he has a dark face. And so mm -hmm. just this entirely pink grin was just all gums and tongue. Yeah. It was a little bit creepy looking in a way like what something just this <laughs> just staring at you all the time but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i loved my pit bull and i miss him so much they're such great dogs they're so smart i remember reading about them the breed whenever i was doing uh research on the uh the breed at a long a long time ago and what i read was that they have the uh memory capacity of a six-year-old which is one of the reasons why they're a really popular breed mm -hmm. and they do better as individual dogs because they don't relate to another dog in a lot of ways. They relate to a person right. that can communicate with them because they can they can remember a lot. And I really love too. there's this Instagram. Um, I can't remember the handle off the top of my head, but it's this woman who has a I think it's a golden retriever and they use those word buttons to communicate. I know I've talked about this before, but it's these little pads and it starts off with a word and the dog can go over and touch the pad and it says the word and they can begin to put sentences together. And it's just incredible that dogs it's wild. can communicate. Like what the dog walked into the room and like pushed the little pedal and he said, and told the, his owner that his ear hurt because um, he has ear infections that pop up regularly. So the owner was able it's to wild. go in and confirm ear hurt and then come here and did all like the little point commands. The dog comes over and sure enough, he had a little ear infection needed to get taken care of. And this is the one that was wanting to go outside and play outside in the pool. And the owner was like, I'm sorry, there's no water in the pool. And the dog was like, I'm disappointed or I'm sad now. Like it was expressing like this is frustrating for me because I want the pool. Mm -hmm. um, the ability of a dog to communicate if they have a chance to communicate. I think pit bulls are just one of those breeds that I would do so well because they know so much. They're yeah, so they're, they're so, so, smart. so so smart. So that th that was my weekend. I'm now showing a picture of that represents uh, exactly what my weekend was, which is a dog uh, in his face the whole just time. A, just a dog in my face. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was kind of what it was for me. Um, but it was good. It was good. good. It's it's starting to warm up a little bit, so that's kind of nice. It's always nice to be able to open the windows and let some air in. Um, so. How about Good. you? How was your weekend? Cleaned. Nothing but cleaning. All week, oh. I, I was a I was a cleaning monster. Have I still got a lot of to do? Yes. I still have so much to do. You know, it's the whole thing that parents talk about that I was always like, God, why do parents always talk about the never-ending chore list? And it's because it never ends, and it's all your life, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's consuming yeah. you, and it's a lot. And so it, it was genuinely from up till down, Saturday and Sunday, all cleaning. Yeah, but I did it. Uh, I feel like maybe a little defeated because it's still not done. And also, but it's never done. It's still not done. And then also it's like, I just kind of like, I kind of just want to go just give everything I own away. And then that way we don't have messes because we don't have anything at all. Now you're embracing the minimalist way of, of life. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, this is this mm -hmm. is how I think it should be.
Keep only what is necessary. It was an exhausting weekend. Like you had an exhausting weekend with a dog. I was just Mm -hmm. like, it'll never stop. (laughs) (laughs) I I will I will take my exhausting over your exhausting any weekend. Uh, Your exhausting is the kind that feels um, impossible to attain, right? Because it's always this never ending -ending thing that happens. Just chores, you know. Laundry's never done. Dishes are never done. They're just things that are never, the trash is never done. Like there's always something to do. And it's welcome to, welcome to life, you know? So mm-hmm. I think, I think what, what helps me is I don't see it as something that's ever meant to be done. I see it as just a part of life, you know, part of my task list, my daily task list is to keep up on those things. So. Good then, for you for having a daily task list and being the kind of person who can have a routine. <laughs> well done. Congratulations, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank uh, all all those in my household for supporting me. And uh, I, I dedicate this award to them. Mm-hmm. It is a team effort for sure. It must be nice to have a team. <laughs> Go team. I'll be part of your team. I think I asked if I could help with the dishes last time I was over there, and you were like, nope, nope, I got it. Man, it's a deal. It's an ordeal. Yeah. It's a forever thing. It is a forever thing. Absolutely. Well, you want to shoot a dough? Sure. All right. I didn't know if it was if it was on your daily task list, but uh, but here we go. We will shoot a dough. Uh, we're going to get into the D and A and U, uh, D topic and A topic, and as many U topics as we can get to today. Uh, Danae, what is the D topic today? I just want to know when the last time y'all grew something from a seed. Ooh. Because we had this happening in our house. Last weekend, my friend Celise came to town and she, uh, for Iris's birthday last April, brought her like a little seed kit. And Iris still remembers the seed kit. And Celise said, when the time comes, I'm going to, we're going to plant seeds together and we're going to grow some stuff. And Iris has been excited about it ever since. Um, and it's been a while since she's been able to come. Obviously, the winter, she lives out in the wood. <laughs> so it's hard for her to come into town. Um, and she came in, and the first thing that Iris said was, Celise is coming. That means we're planting seeds. I like texted oh. her to make sure, hey, I know you're mm-hmm. coming to hang out. But just so you know, Iris remembers the seed situation, and she is looking mm-hmm. forward to it. So she shows up with all different kinds of seeds, some that can be planted to grow into food, some that can be planted to grow into food and some that can, oh, it was all food. It was all, it was food, all food. But, and Iris was very much wanting to do a, a, um, a flower. She wanted to do something, a flower. So just happenstance in the car, she had a big bag of sunflower seeds. So we uh, put together this really fun, like experiment with seeds. Uh, she took a really, like a bunch of paper towels, laid down a whole bunch of seeds, covered them with one paper towel, soaked the snot out of it, put it in a paper or in a plastic bag, clear plastic bag. And then I have like a, a light that we've just been keeping on this whole time. And all of those sprouted. And that was really cool to watch. Within maybe 24 hours, there was this activity going on that she could mm-hmm. open up the bag and look underneath and see the activity that the seeds were doing. And that was really fun. Um, And then Iris wanted to plant one seed into soil. So we had some fun with some soil as well. And and over the last week, we have had some fun activity in the soil. And it's just so adorable. Not only does Iris have 
something to focus on that she gets to kind of like get excited about. But I found myself getting excited about it too. Like, oh my gosh, look at it, it's growing. And it's super cool. And I haven't had just something really simple to be excited for, I think mm -hmm. in far too long. <laughs> I think <laughs> most of my life maybe is a little too complicated and a little bit too much is happening. And I just have been really yeah. enjoying the simplicity of the excitement of something growing in soil and being able to care for it. And yeah. another thing that kind of happened from this is that since it needs to be watered three times a day with like a little spray bottle that she has, um, Iris and I have had a couple of conversations about routines that just has naturally come out of her want to do something in a routine. So we took out a big whiteboard and she organized her day and she organized her stuff into like chores that she wants to do and things she has to do and things that are sometimes to do. So like this one little seed thing turned into, well, we have to care for it. So how are we going to care for it? And it's been very conversational with mm. uh, my five and a half year old who is so involved. So I've just had read a really, um, I've had a really fun time with it. And I was going to show you guys a picture Ooh, fun. of my little seedling. Well, while you're opening that up, I don't think I have, I open, have... I have it open in paint. So it's a little oh, bit weird, but nice. Yeah. Look at this little look at this little seedling, you guys. Look at Aww. how big it's become. So the the crazy thing too is on the top of this picture, you've got this like obviously this real thick sprout growing out of this plant. And this mm -hmm. is but on the top is the actual sunflower shell that's still yeah. the husk that's still stuck to it. Uh so it's just we kind of kept there like a little hat. <laughs> but we have all kinds of things happening. In fact, the big pots in the background of this photo, we took a lot of the seedlings out of the uh, paper towel experiment and stuck them into this, these other bigger ones. So there's like five or six that might be growing out of here. But this one pot is a very special pot. Iris actually made this in a pottery class. She, mm. she uh, made the bowl and then she went back and she painted it after it was fired. So she was really excited and hopeful that she'd have a seed growing out. Even though Silly's told her that there's a chance that it wouldn't grow. This one is like buff. Look at how mm -hmm. thick that stalk is. And it started oh, off yeah. so, so, so tiny. Oh, it's yeah. so stinking cool. It's I don't know. I'm having well. a really good I'm having too much of a good time with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the last time I grew something from a seed, uh, do you know the mobile game Merge Dragons? Have you ever? Uh, that doesn't count. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it, it, it doesn't a game count. doesn't count. Talk about, talk about real. Oh, hmm. Real hmm. plants, like a hmm. real one. Probably elementary school. I'm right? guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. Unless I've you've got the green tree, buff thing. But the tree was already a sapling. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah. So that's not a seed. So no, from a seed. I don't think I don't, I can't remember planting I can't remember planting uh a seed uh that grew into anything. Right? Um botany wise. I mean, I do have four children. Uh so, you know, there there's definitely seed involved there, but uh but as far as actual botany, none of that. Well, I'm excited to read uh the comment section because I know that not not everybody is a gardener or is, is very good with plants. I'm it's not terrible with plants. It's, it's not something that interests me either. So it's not like it's not like one of those things where I'm like, oh man, I should do that. I'm I'm kind of cool that I haven't done it since elementary. Like I like I get that there's there's a beauty to it, but I find it you know beautiful that uh, my flowers bloom, you know, every spring. I don't necessarily need to plant the ones that are here. just 
out there in the Th- garden that were there that, when we bought the house. When you bought the house, yes. yeah, uh-huh. yes, exactly. <laughs> you got um, it. Okay, let's see. Farming doesn't count, JCD. Okay, because he says every single summer. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Link says last time I tried to, last time I tried to grow something was cilantro in a little pot about five years ago, and it grew. Then bugs got to it. Yes, they're a teeny tiny little active like creatures that are very excited about the plants that I have on my counter. I got one for Christmas. I got two actually for Christmas, like a little evergreen tree that I'm keeping alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm apparently growing an evergreen tree now. In fact, it was in the background of that picture. It came like small, but now all the green shoots, like it's starting to expand. And I'm thinking, I don't know what to do with you. You're alive. I feel bad. I'm not going to dump you in the trash. Feel bad about that. But I think he came with a couple of active critters, uh, little small ones, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got a poinsettia. I'm pretty sure had a couple flies in there. Little tiny little guys. Yeah. Castrof, never. Boy, that was easy. Next question. <laughs> you would have to have done it in school, right? I mean, this is no, a school. This is everybody. a school project. Not every school curriculum yeah. has plant a seed, watch it grow. Interesting. I thought that was in every school. Josh Zero says, oh, gosh, every year, Mrs. Zero and I grow several breeds of tomato, cucumber, okra, yellow squash, zucchini, and those are seeds that we purchased. Like, that, well, that counts. I don't, you don't have to say, but those are seeds we purchased. That still counts. You know, you have to, you have to get them somewhere. No, it <laughs> doesn't count for me. <laughs> Shut I'm up. out. <laughs> I'm out, Josh. Unless, unless, unless you harvest those seeds naturally, they don't count. So, my goodness. store-bought seeds. Okay. Well, eat. then how about buying them from your own family? Elizabeth says, we uh, always bought seeds from my mom's grandma because she had her own garden, but I haven't planted flowers or plants in a while. It's closer, but I'm, nope, still still vetoing that. Uh, oh, my gosh. they got to be your own naturally harvest seeds. Apologies, okay, guys. Okay, okay, uh, just, okay. Just got to be really strict here. Uh, my mom, says Castro, keeps a garden, but she was the one who seeded it. I just did the fertilizer and watering. I never liked how much work it took to maintain it. It does take a lot of work, especially when they're outside and they start to just grow wild and attract animals. See, this is this is the this is the thing. I look, look. I get it's beautiful. I, it's it's wonderful. But the, like the ROI on going, oh, cool. It's just it's too much. It's just too much for me. Like says Aaron. <laughs> Uh, Josh adds, I do grow bell peppers, jalapenos, cantaloupe, and pumpkin from the seeds that I get out of the actual food. See, that's pretty cool. Counts. Counts. Like- <laughs> Granted. Point. Point Josh zero. Oh, no. Uh, uh, it, it is. It's an experience. Like, what's so cool is my friend, she is, she is so amazing. And she's growing her own food. She's got her own garden. It's just like this whole lifestyle uh, uh, and this paying attention to something that needs your, mm-hmm. like, needs your care. Yeah. I wish I had the patience for it. Yep. Uh, what is this? What is that, Nick? What is it? What is it? Nick says, I got my wife a ZZ plant because she's developed an interest in plants recently. Had to find one that's hard to kill so she can feel good about herself. That's, yeah. I have what, the what is it? What is, ZZ, my, what is a ZZ plant? My plants that are good, uh, hard to kill plants are the philodendron. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be just a hardy plant that, that, that will, that will live. Let me see if I can pull up the screen for you I guys. Thought, I thought Nick was telling a joke at first. Like somehow when you would say like, what's as easy, uh, it would be funny, like a funny joke. Like, have you ever said like, um, uh, 
uh, I need to get myself a Mata buddy. And then uh, somebody would be like, what's a Mata buddy? And I said, nothing. What's the matter with you? Uh, so like something like a joke like that, I thought that was the Z, but it's not. Apparently it's a mm-hmm. real thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, bugs killed the dill last year. Bugs uh. killed the dill. <laughs> uh, my mom and dad grow most of their veggies. Also seven varieties of tomatoes. She grows them from seed and wound up with 30 plants and spent spring finding people to give them. Don't you run out of space? Right. That's the other thing is once they start to grow, you got a lot to deal with. <laughs> you got you you want tomatoes? Well, now you have tomatoes, so it's time to make stuff out of tomatoes now. Uh, I love JCD saying, Oops, uh, I like that Aaron is gatekeeping the seed planting and not the person who's done it most of his life. Listen, do you know anything about how the world works? The people who don't know anything are the people who get to decide. This is what I've learned. I'm just trying. I'm trying to be the example of what I've seen in the world. That's all. And Josh's mom killed a cactus once because she didn't water it enough. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Listen, that's okay. That's okay. What's the deal with the bugs killing everyone's herbs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I've got a button for that. You probably do do too. Do it. No, I don't. Do you have have a button? No, I don't. Nope. Give a rim shot. No, it's a wah-wah-wah one. Oh, I I don't have the sad trombone. I don't, have, I don't wait do i How? oh i do okay. nice very good now i have to remember to include that track in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. podcast listeners just imagine it you just, know it you can, you can imagine you can mm-hmm. imagine uh aaron what's your question today ah yes let's talk about samson shall we Oh, more Samson chat. Um, so Samson, as mentioned, was half pat, but he is half pit bull and uh, half Labrador retriever. Uh, it is a dog with all. It, it, by the way, the one piece missing that hasn't been mentioned one one year old. Uh, this is a puppy. This is a puppy. So all the exuberance of a lab puppy with all of the strength of a pit bull. Right. So the topic today is what was your last not sure I trust it moments. Uh, This is describing a moment where you're like, I think everything's okay, but I'm just kind of not sure I trust this. Uh, There were moments with Samson this weekend where I was like, are you going to eat me? I feel like you I feel like you could eat me if you wanted to. Like, I feel like if you decided right now, like I'm going to go all in and take you out that I would have a battle on my hands. And it just that, that little, that seed, so to speak, uh, that grows in you of just like, huh? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want you this close to my face right now. <laughs> like just like one bite. And I, I may have to have some rhinoplasty. So, uh, so yeah, I was just curious a time in life where you were just like, I think everything's okay, but I'm not sure that I trust this thing or this uh you know whatever the case may be yeah mine's a five and a half year old uh (laughs) (laughs) i think she's i think it's fine i just don't trust you i mean it's about just about everything did you actually wash your hands did you actually wipe yourself yes yes Um, right she's doing this thing now where she's like she'll she'll go like like open her mouth like she's about to bite me the last second she'll kiss you know she'll go Uh just kidding uh, she'll say, no, mom, this time I promise I'm not going to lick you. And then she does. Ha ha, mm-hmm. I got you. You know, it's just all that. Today, today she comes out of the bathroom and she's like, mom, not sure how this happened, but I'm wearing two pairs of underwear. You know, just, <laughs> guys, it's just nonstop. I, 
I, I, I, I don't know what happened. I want to trust you. I really do. But we're not quite there yet. In general, just about every topic, the training wheels of life are very mm-hmm. much still firmly affixed to the vehicle that is my child. But yeah. uh, we're, we're, we've, we're, we're, there's some areas that I super trust her. Mm-hmm. And some areas where I just, I want to. I want to trust that I'm safe. I'm, but she I'm, is looking at me this morning. She's she's on she's on her chair. Uh huh. Breakfast is in front of her. Mm-hmm. She's not sitting on her bottom. She's sitting kind of like she's on her feet, kind of like crouched. Okay. And she's looking at me. This is just an example of like I'm not sure I can trust you. And she goes, "Mom, come here." And I come in the corner. I was like, "Yeah." And she looks at me like she's hunting me, and she's going. Mm. <laughs> And I'm like, what you doing? And she's like, come closer. Listen, I love you, but whatever you are about to do to me, <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> she pounced me. I mean, she just instantly, she's like, she grabs on. I'm like this big climbing thing for her. And even though she's way too big to be climbing on me. So yeah, that's an easy answer for me. I've got that one instantly. I think, yeah, with a, with a youngin. Uh, you are always like, am, am I am am I sure this food you're handing me is going to be okay for me to eat? Like, oh, yeah. am I sure one of your boogers isn't in this sandwich somewhere? Like, you know, you just never know where their hands have been. Or oh what. yeah, last night we uh we had so yesterday we had gone to this really nice place. I saved up to take her to like a little crepery. We had crepes for breakfast. A crepery. Uh, one of the crepes was a was a more of a dessert crepe, so we ate just part of it, and mm-hmm. I brought it home with me. So now it's dinner time. I I reheat the crepe so it's nice and warm. It's got like, uh, like it's got. I didn't realize how much like how much sugar it was in when I ordered it. Mm-hmm. I should have paid more attention. Um, marshmallow fluff, l- uh, lemoncello, kind of like compote. Uh, a berry compote and then it had like a cheesy kind of thing on the inside. It was definitely just like a dessert thing. Mm -hmm. And anyway, last night we have the rest of it and then we're laying in bed and we're cuddling and she just sweetly looks at me. We're like, she's on her pillow. I'm I'm on my pillow. We're looking at each other and she says, mama, I love you. And it was so sweet. I was like, Oh baby, I love you too. You're my sweet girl. And she reaches up and she just runs her hand along my face was so, so sweet. And it's just like, it's not running along my face smoothly. <laughs> it's like skidding. Yep, all yep. I can smell is like marshmallow fluff and uh-huh, limoncello yep, and compote. Yep. Uh-huh. Because she did not wash her hands like mm-hmm. she said. She, it, well, you know what? No, 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 no. She did wash her hands. Just not thoroughly. Correct. Yes. She, she did not wash like them water. well. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, some great answers uh, in here. Uh, let's see. Lolly starts us off, says, that's easy. Needed to defrost the bird baths. And I wonder if I needed proper shoes. Sure enough, flip-flops have no grip. And I landed butt first in the oh, snow. No! Didn't trust your flip-flops and you shouldn't have. Dang it. Uh, JCD with a common one. I've turned around on the way to work on more than one uh, occasion to make sure I turned to something off. Not once have I left something on. Uh. Last time I turned around uh, after headed out of the house, which not a normal occasion for me. I pretty much stay in my home. Uh, but last time I, I had to turn around was because the podcast I was listening to on my Bluetooth uh, headphones started crackling and then disappeared. 
and I realized that was because I left my phone at home and it had gone out of range uh, of my of my like, Bluetooth. That was a nice little phone warning system. Yeah, uh, yeah it worked out really well. <laughs> Uh, Castriff with a really good one here. Food from the rotisserie section of my local quick trip. I ended up trusting it and had a horrible stomach flu oh, for three days. No. I, <gasps> that is like leftover food, like a rotisserie chicken that has like a, a like a time on it at Walmart or wherever. And it's just like, hmm, do I trust you to eat you? Uh, yeah, that's that's a big one. That's definitely a big one. Uh, let's see. Nick says currently living through that right now. My parents who we are slightly estranged from okay. are moving back to the East coast from California and wolves and will starting in September be living 25 minutes away. I'm not sure I trust that this will be a good thing. Mm, we're getting a little deeper now. Uh, mm. Yeah, that can definitely be part of this emotion, right? It can deal with human relationship. It can deal with other things where, um, you know, it's it's hard to trust somebody. I got to tell you, this will take it really deep. I hope nobody minds. But I saw a movie recently that I didn't much care for. Uh, it wasn't great overall, uh, but it's on Netflix. I think it's called You People. And there's a podcast conversation. The main character is on a podcast because in every movie now, somebody has a podcast. Like, uh -huh. po it's the it's thing. The thing. Uh, but one of the main characters has a podcast, and it's an interracial, uh, interracial podcast that talks about racial issues. And uh, the black woman on this podcast was talking about this idea of why racial inequity within America may never be solved. And she said, it's like you've been like you're in a relationship where you've been cheated on multiple times and they expect you just to be OK. Like they expect you just to go on with your life and, you know, and forgive and act like everything's OK. And it was one of the most interesting uh, word pictures and metaphors I've heard for why racial reconciliation is such a difficult issue. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. And she was like, maybe life goes well and everything goes fine, but it's always going to be side eye. It's always, there's always going to be a level of, I, I don't, I don't know that I trust this and it made complete sense to me. Anyways, uh, I thought I'd pass that along because it kind of, uh, goes within what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Back to a simple one, also, uh, grocery store sushi. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Brought up in Fair. the chat. This one's from Josh Joe. All, almost every morning when there are deer on the side of the road, they're just standing there and rarely bolt. But it does happen. My distress has proven true six times so far in personal cars. It's been a while since one bolted into the road and I hit it. Whoa. Yeah, don't trust those animals. Don't do it. Yeah. Yep. Slow way down. And oh. If it's, if it's a small animal, do not swerve. I know no. that's difficult. No. Send 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 them to their next journey, but do not swerve. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Let's see. Anyone else? Anything else? Uh. We could probably do a few you questions. I think we've got time. Yeah. Mm -hmm, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have a question for us, now is the time. Put a U at the beginning. Again, it can be anything that you want us to talk about. Uh, we would love to uh, to chat about. Yeah, all questions are accepted. Not necessarily all answered, but we will do our best uh, to get to them. So, yeah, what do we got? Mm -hmm. Let's start with this one from Molly. Which is scarier, Samson or Iris? Scarier, Samson. More dangerous, <laughs> Iris. <laughs> Good answer. Perfect answer. Um, here's one from Link. How many states have you been to and which states would you still like to visit? Oh, you want to start today? Which, uh, how, many, how many of the? I have no idea. 50. 
You've been to 50? No, how many of the, I was asking oh. you how many of the 50 do you, th what would you think? Five. Oh, I, I could name more than five states you've been to. You, okay. You go, you, you, you've sure. been in four states every time you travel to Tennessee. Like visiting them. So I visited Philadelphia. I visited Washington. Uh -huh. I visited New York. Uh -huh. I'm obviously in Missouri. I've been to Florida, Tennessee all Tennessee. the time. Okay. Six. That's six. <laughs> so about five. Yeah. So you're not counting Illinois and Indiana. I did go to Ohio once. Okay. Seven. You never hung out in Arkansas? I mean, it's right down the I've road. I've been to Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. I've I know you eight. went to Texas for a conference. So like. Cool. Yeah. That's nine. Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Aaron? <laughs> uh, by Danae's rules, I don't know. Like if the rule is like I had to land there for a night, um, it's I, I don't know. But I have uh, stepped my foot in, like not just driven through, but actually stepped my foot in. Uh, 49 of the 50. Uh, the only one that I haven't been to is Alaska. Oh, I went to Hawaii. That's 11. I think that's there 10 or 11. <laughs> I think I went to Chicago. So that's, there's, oh, uh, one time I went to Michigan. Nope, nope. It wasn't Michigan. Was but it I Minnesota? Was, I was definitely near a great lake. New Hampshire. I've been to New Hampshire. Oh, guys, this is fun. Oh, what a wonderful question. This is funny. You're like, I think five. I'm like, come on. There's like no way. Maybe it's like more like 12 or 13. Yeah. I don't know. I should yeah. probably remember things more. Uh, 25 for slab. All the southern states, a couple of uh, New England states and or northeast states. And for some strange reason, Idaho. Listen. That's it's fine. beautiful up there, man. The northwest, the northwest is beautiful. Um, lots of really cool stuff uh, going on up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, airports my, don't count. Okay. My uh, my favorite was Hawaii. I don't think that's strange. Uh, there's something so uh, beautifully temperate about the climate there. Same with Southern Cal, for that matter. That it just draws me. Like, ugh, I wish I could live in a temperate climate where, like, year round, it was you know mid seventies. Here's a great question. What would Danae do if Aaron didn't catalog everything for her? <laughs> I would just, I would exist. I would exist you and say- You don't even know. <laughs> you do not even know how much I catalog for Danae. Most people do. I mean, it's just kind of natural that there's people around who remember things I don't. I just- That's community. It's but just, that's community. Yeah, what, it's not my what? strong suit. I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about the places I've been, obviously. <laughs> Right. I'm just, I, I would rather be here in this moment. I don't know. Yeah. And there's pros and cons to that. Uh, depending on it's who you talk, talk to, more pros, more cons. Could be. Could be. Uh, you question, good ways to keep your mind away from negative thoughts. This relates hmm. to new job anxiety and other things that I always seem to second guess myself or talk myself down about <sighs> more than I should. Man, uh, I wish friend, I had an answer for this. Get to know your self-saboteur. Um, you know, we all have a self-saboteur. It's designed to keep us safe. Uh, it's an instinctive thing, right? Like we instinctively have a fight or flight. We instinctively want to keep ourselves into places that are safe for us. And the self-saboteur, the positive is that it highlights those things, right? It highlights those moments when we want to have that safety. But the negative is when it kicks in automatically and we end up like without even thinking about it, limiting ourselves or stopping ourselves from trying new things or doing new things um, because you know the routine of anxiety or you know the routine of staying home or you know the routine of whatever. And this is just stuff that, I mean, like I've picked up on, again, I'm not a professional, but 
um, I think it's good to acknowledge. It's kind of like this. Is this gonna? This is gonna be a weird analogy, but like my dogs, they will bark at every noise, and I don't want them to bark at every noise. But the first thing I do is I acknowledge. Thank you for barking at that noise, because they're doing their instinctive thing. So like you can thank yourself, saboteur, for flaring up and be like, okay, I acknowledge this is way outside of my comfort zone. I don't know these people. This is brand new. I've never done this before. Thank you for reminding me of that. And then kind of trust that you can train yourself. You can train a dog to go, but I'm going to try this. So with my dogs, it's like, thank you for barking. I got this. I'm, I got this. I know that there's somebody at the door or I know that that was a car noise outside. And that way you're not like negative talking about that sabotage part of us that every single person yeah. has. I would just start with that. Like be acknowledge your alarm systems and then try to find ways to like calm them a little bit. You don't necessarily going to solve it all the time, but like, just like, but I'm going to go to work today. I'm just going to go to work this one day. And then new formations of how you self-talk will begin. And the brain is designed to have systematic routes of thinking. So if you're used to thinking in one way, it's going to take that highway straight from point A to point B it takes time to train yourself to see the other routes of thinking. And as you begin to retrain, those older ways will just kind of become the road that you took once a long time ago. It's not as efficient anymore. It doesn't serve you anymore or whatever. So that's my, that's my advice to you is to acknowledge that it's there for a reason. It's nothing that's bad. It can, it can limit you, but it's probably because somewhere instinctively you're trying to protect yourself from doing something new. And it's a very, very normal thing. Um, and maybe like, just tell a friend, be like, Hey, I'm going to go to work today. And it's freaking me out. Cheer me on. You know, it's, it's okay to say, will you cheer me on today? Um, and just be like, you can do it. You know, just something that will kind of encourage you to get there and try that thing. That's my first thought. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had like the magic wand answer to this because I am one of those people that believes mindset has a overall huge gravity to the way we live our lives. Um, it's not everything. I'm not a name it and claim it, you know, like kind of like the world is going to be what I think it is kind of person. But one of the things about, uh, my, I think my natural optimism, just my personality is naturally optimistic, is that um, it allows me to enter into situations without some of that negative talk, some of those kind of things, because my, my brain is uh, practiced at seeing the positive um, things. Uh, but that is not... <laughs> That is not something that is easily taught. It is just something that um, that I think for for many people, it's just in, interrogate it. You know, like if you're having self doubt, interrogate it. Is there actually something there or not? And if not, then take solace in the fact that that whatever you're bringing into your mental space doesn't have to be true. Just because you your instinct is to think it doesn't make it true. Interrogate it um, and see what's true and what's not. Separate what's true from what's false. Get rid of the false and, and follow after the true. So that's, you know, easier said than done. But it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard um, and so difficult. Um, but yeah. I remember yeah. one of the first big battles I had with this was 
I used to think this is like in school days. So like back in elementary school and then of course, middle school and high school and all that stuff. I used to feel like every time I walked into a room, everyone turned, looked at me and then started talking about me judging like, you, yeah. negatively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it took me a long time to get to the point where I was just like, why is that true? Like Aaron said, question it. Like, is mm -hmm. this actually true? Probably not. Do you start talking about every single person when they walk into room? No, you look up, you glance, and then you get back to your conversation. It's more like an awareness thing than it is like a everyone's making we, fun of me kind we, of thing. We think other people are thinking about us <laughs> way, way more. <laughs> more than they actually are. Nobody is thinking about us. But it took a long time for me to break that pattern of when I walked into a room being so self-conscious that I didn't want to go into any rooms. I just wanted to be mm. by myself. So yeah. it took me years to break that one pattern. And it's because I started to do what Aaron said, interrogate the question. Why yeah. would this be true? Now, I also recommend talking to somebody else because someone else, uh, especially a professional, who has so many more coping mechanisms and mm -hmm. things like that than They'll help I did you it interrogate my, it more than you can on your own, for sure. I did it on my own and it took a long time. Like how much more time would I have been able to get through if I was able to talk to somebody about how I was feeling and feel safe? So anyhow, great question. Thank you for asking that question. I always love the questions that you ask because they are very deep. Here's a not quite so deep one. Have you watched Creed 3? Easy answer too. No, it comes out Thursday. I uh, Because of the area I live in, we don't have press screenings. So I usually go to the first show on Thursday um to get ready for the podcast and in reviews and that kind of stuff so i have not seen creed 3, 3 yet i will be seeing it uh, on thursday mm, here's one from acres ridge what is the most delicious and memorable meal that you've ever had i get to cheat on this because it just recently happened and i have the menu literally about bastion right here yeah um this is these are this is the signature of the chefs who formed this meal uh this was an incredible experience once in a lifetime um that we got to go to because our job was celebrating the 10th year anniversary. So we went to this specialist specialized uh, tasting menu um, experience where these high level chefs all kind of got together and I'll just read some of this to you. So like in the first round we had grilled oyster, brown butter, horseradish. Now that does not make it sound very good. But when you ate it, it was so amazing. It has funky cheese. Mm-hmm. This is the raw scallop. That was amazing. That was amazing. But everything on here, it just lists three <laughs> three flavors. Mm -hmm. But it was the experience of it, how they put it together. Um, it was incredible. I would I would eat this meal again. They were all like little tasters, it, you know, like just little bite sizes. Uh, and it was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. And it was very much outside of my comfort zone. So that's mine. Yeah, those places have always been outside of my comfort zone as well. And I've been surprised to go to some of the fancy restaurants, um, you know, the last couple of years and to see that there is the science works. There's science behind, you know, the taste that they're putting together, the different things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, my experience is probably similar. Uh, it was uh, the catbird seat. Uh, which is another kind of tasting menu place. Uh, it was kind of a horseshoe around the kitchen. And so everything was right there to watch as they were putting it together. And some of the the courses were just astonishing. Some of the most amazing stuff uh, I've ever put in my mouth. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
It was incredible. I mean, if you have a chance to just like go and experience something like a restaurant like that, when you're in like a nice big city or something, of course, like when in the bigger cities like Nashville, I think you can find really interesting mm. dining options. But yeah, also sure. um, just traveling. Sometimes you'll pop into just a local restaurant that I had some amazing food in England uh, because we were just going through the countryside and hopped on Google and just saw what got like best reviews. And I ate a delicious meal that was made by a farmer on his farm. So I think not only is it the taste, sometimes it's the experience of where you are and how fresh it is and the passionate person that's cooking it behind the scenes. So here is the, uh, the, my menu, uh, that I'm talking about from the cat bird seat. Uh, so like they do a handwritten menu, uh, every night and they put it in like this little collectible thing that you can take it with you. But every single dish on this was just unbelievable and, and mouthwatering and that kind of stuff. So it was, so yep. Um, here's a question for you, Aaron. Did you watch the SAGs? The SAGs, SAGs the SIS, so, the Super Sag Awards. Academy Awards. Um, has the results Screen made Actors you? Guild. Oh, of course, that's right. Mm -hmm. I knew that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have the results made you reconsider your choices for the Sposkers? I'm wondering if my Kate Blanchett pick is no longer a lock. Very excited to see that Michelle Yeoh won the SAG uh, over Kate Blanchett. Um. I, in, in, it's nothing against Blanchett's performance. It's incredible. I think Michelle Yeoh deserves it this year. And as I've talked about, uh, was my vote in the Critics' Choice, even though she didn't win. Um, I, I hope Kate Blanchett is not a lock, but I think she still is. So I don't think you need to worry about that one. Um, the Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser thing is, uh, I think becoming more and more settled, uh, that Brendan will win that award. Um, but we'll see. Anything can happen at the Oscars. So many people vote on those awards. It's really impossible to base it just on the previous um, awards and what's happened in those. Uh, so, no, I don't think it changes things too much. I don't think the SAGs change things too much. By the way, the SAGs are a great award show. Glad to see they were on Netflix. I think they got over a million views. Um, so that's, that's really exciting. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I stand on that. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, this one's from Kachar. This is a good one. Do you ever contemplate the insignificance of your own existence? No? <laughs> just just me? <laughs> I, con I con Almost every night. <laughs> I contemplate lots of things that put me in deep mental spaces. Primary among them is the idea of, uh, I've talked about being a person of faith. Uh, I do not believe the the soul once created to be a temporary thing. I believe it is eternal. Um, uh, so I contemplate ideas as like, what if I'm wrong? You know, what if, what if there is no soul? What if all I am is encapsulated in the physical space? And what, what does annihilation feel like? It feels like nothing. What does the idea of death and look like where I cease to exist? That locks me in for, for a while. I will ponder non-existence and, and those kind of things. Um, so, but as far as the insignificance of my, uh, existence, I know that not to be true. I know my existence to be significant because I see how it plays out in the lives around me. I see that I have an impact on the people around me, negative or positive. That is by definition significance. And what you do with that significance, what you do with that responsibility, I think is part of what it means to be human no matter what you believe. Um, and so I don't think, it's very hard for me to doubt my, my significance when straight logic says, I'm significant. I have an impact on the world around me, uh, whether it be negative or positive. So 
Um, I know this is probably just kind of thrown out as a interesting sort of like thought top. I, I do mm-hmm. think about like m- what I'm doing with my life. Does not matter? You know, is, is obviously like, what do I want to do with my life? Am I doing things that I want to do? Or am I doing things for other people? What brings me joy? Um, what, what brings me a sense of fulfillment? Like I think about those things all the time. And I do wonder if anything I do is, is significant or insignificant and what, if, whether that even matters. <laughs> so yeah, man, I get into the deep stuff regularly and I try really hard to make sure that it's not like the, the self-defeating type of question, but more like, what am I motivated by? <laughs> Why do I get up every day and do anything that I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big part of like why I, I don't know why my brain goes in different places. So yeah, purpose is a big one. Uh, I, I think and maybe, maybe that's more of what the question is about is purpose rather than, than significance. But because with significance, you're just dealing with a matter of significance, right? Like the questions you're asking about that is like, does my life matter enough? Like, yes, I know I have an impact on the world around me when I breathe air, you know, it, it literally changes my environment. Right. But does what I am, what I doing is it having enough of an impact? Am I significant enough? And I think that's a really dangerous kind of road to walk down because mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. no end to that road. There is no end to the road no, of how can I be more can significant? Compare, you can end up going, well, how do I compare myself to what I can, I consider to be the kind of impact that I want to be? Because if I look at certain people, I'm definitely not doing what they're doing. And if I look up to them, then, and I'm not doing what they're doing, then like, I, you know, I can kind of downplay the things that I'm doing, which is why even though my weekend blew because it was a bunch of cleaning and then, and then I woke up and there's still more cleaning. Like, I'm like, well, I'm still doing, like, I still did the thing that I feel like I need to do. And did anyone see it? Did, is, is anyone celebrating that I did laundry? No. Like, does anyone care? Probably not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and then I'm like, oh my God, look at this person. They, they're doing 10 hundred things and they're making X amounts of dollars and they're influencing X amounts of people. And look at their, look at their successful podcast and they're talking on, you know, like it just depends on who I'm looking at that I, I look up to. So, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't recommend staying in that pool for very long. (laughs) (laughs) It can get overwhelming and a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit difficult at times. I I agree. I agree and know your own mental space enough to know when to pursue other thoughts. However, I will say this, something I've discovered about being in the pool is the longer you're in the pool, the more you get used to the water. And there is something about being content with your place. There is something about not escaping from these thoughts, but finding contentment in your own quote unquote insignificance or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, uh, I think Josh Zero was even saying that uh, in one of his comments, uh, you know, the to the world at large, I am in, insignificant and that doesn't bother me. Like, how do you get to that place where it's it's not uh, a bother that you're aware of how tiny you are because we're all, we're all so tiny. Um, and that's, you know, I think that is part of the, the human experience is finding peace and contentment with that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, your pick on the next one. All right, today, uh, this is Maybe from this Maker's is Ridge. Uh, have you ever let one rip while live on the air? Um, is the question Probably? for Maker's Ridge. Like an audible one that the audience would hear or just like, a little SBD in my chair that thankfully I have like a cushy chair. That <laughs> thankfully, absorbs. so it all gets trapped in there. For yeah, it just all gets time. trapped in there. Yeah, and it just slowly dissipates instead of the chairs that are basically plastic and they just amplify it like a drum. You know, like what what kind? That's a very specific question. I don't. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> 
The, the yeah, as far like the let one rip of it is it is absolutely no. Um, and now there there is like let one rip doesn't necessarily have to be flatulence. Like it could be oh. you know a belch. Like you oh, can yeah, let for one sure. rip. I think I've done that. Haven't you I? Have. No, maybe not live on air. You have yes. Well, live on the mic. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about radio. Oh, in okay. this world, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I the, I have let one rip does does i guess uh indicate a level of effort um and so the, maybe no but i know i have accidentally burped on the air when when something was caught in my throat and i didn't realize it and i'm just talking and all of a sudden burping while i'm talking i've had that happen uh for sure um but no i think the answer is no overall to that question do you want to pick one more so we don't end on that mm -hmm. one um gosh there are two there's a really simple one, and then there's a deep one. Let's do them both. Uh, Let's do them both. Let's go. Let's do them okay. both. Here we go. Real quick then. Real quick. First instinct. What's your best childhood memory? Best childhood quick, memory. Quick, quick. I, go, go. You're talking to somebody who doesn't remember much Okay, before. moving on. All no, right. No, you. You answer the question, and I'll think. Um, I really enjoyed going to Disney with my mom and my dad when I was young. My brother and I were at the right age for it, um, and it seemed like such an epic thing. We went to... Florida, I think for like a week or so, because we also vis mm -hmm. visited some beaches and I was just like, maybe I was 12. So it's kind of old enough to be able to do a little bit of things by myself. Like you can go down to the beach and then come back, which nowadays wouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun trip for me. Uh, I chopped all my hair off, um, not myself. And we went to a, a place to get that done and it did not look very feminine. So I was confused as a boy. Uh, for most of the time. So that was an interesting experience too, of like just fighting, like, who am I? And I'm this person. And, but I, no one in Florida knew me. And then I had to come back to the nightmare that was my social life after that. But that trip was really fun because we just had a lot of fun memories and it just seemed really magical. So that's probably my favorite childhood memory. I'll pick you back on that. As far as like a trip. Yeah. yeah, I'll piggyback on that. Our West Coast trip when we drove from Ohio to California uh, was uh, one of my favorites. And uh, there were a lot of stops on that trip, and we had a good time. We spent a month on the road driving to California and back, so that was a lot of fun. And the last one's about ice cream. <clears throat> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Have you considered changing it? Recently, Ben & Jerry's, the Tonight Dough is creeping up in my top spot. Mm. Uh, the answer to this has always been butter pecan. Um, there's something about the pecans uh, in just a, a very nice um, muted vanilla but with a little butter flavor ice cream that uh that i really really like so yeah butter pecan is probably my favorite butter pecan is definitely one of my top uh but mint chocolate <clears throat> chip is also up there um mm. why do you like eating toothpaste today why do you like eating toothpaste this is why i never mentioned my favorite because <laughs> i get judged for it i love mint chocolate chip by the way i just think it's funny that people are like i can't eat mint things because it reminds me of toothpaste I'm like, all right i guess that's how the brain works then but I do need to try more flavors. I just don't eat ice cream because it hurts my tummy. So I don't get to update that list very frequently. I was going to tell you that uh, my son's wife during pregnancy was uh, no longer lactose intolerant, just like you it were. So it's great. a real there thing. There was that like, brief moment where I was able to eat ice cream with no ill effects. And it was she so was, lovely. She was over the other day and she was really sad that she couldn't eat ice cream anymore because they had the baby. And I was just mm -hmm. like, aw. I mean, there's yeah. a way to fix that. I mean, you know. Uh, we're not going to be going into a raid today. I just I don't have my screen pulled up, and it'll tank my internet if we do so. So uh, 
I think just guys know, think that we appreciate you and we thank you for your time. Let's see. Are we going to be on next week before we go? Because sometimes we know a little bit more in advance about our our schedule. The next one we're not going to be at that I know of is the 20th. That's the okay. the next. So we should be on the next couple weeks. Possibly. Unless the 13th happens. is an iffy one. But we will do our very best Correct. to be yes, here every Monday, never a Sunday. Um, see? Aaron is disrupting his hair pattern to prove that it is all the way down to do the bridge of his the, nose. Congratulations. Like here, right? Okay, I honestly I kind of like the one the one strand down. Can just like one, just like just like one. That? No, not no, 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 no that's no, too no, like many. That. Yeah, okay. just just one. Just one very specific. Then that. the rest of them back up. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay. it's my uh, new for style. those of you who are still listening on the podcast, you're welcome to join us live on Twitter. It's hard to do in reverse. Facebook youtube or twitch you can find all of our contact information at any one of those locations thank you for your support if you would like to join team dna you can do so patreon.com studio dna where a few folks continue to support us every month to make sure that we can uh, afford the uh small amount of things that we have to upkeep to maintain yes. the show for the yeah. amount of years that we've maintained the show but we appreciate you guys so much have a great week and we'll see you next monday see you on the bye. next monday or sunday bye Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Oh,